to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Don Cooper. How are you, Don? I am fantastic. How are you doing today? I am excellent, my friend. Um, I know I I rescheduled on you a couple of times. Apologies for that, but now I rescheduled on you too, so it all it works out. Yeah, it does. Yes. Thank you so much for taking the time to come today. Um, You know, our format is very relaxed uh, of our show. And what I would like to do is kind of give you the stage and introduce yourself and then we'll get into it. Okay. Well, I have been, I've been selling since I was a kid. I was literally seven years old going door to door, selling seeds, greeting cards, literally things out of the back of comic books. And that's how I earned money. That's how I got things. So I learned at a very early age that sales is really a path to to get what you want. And along the way, I I learned that sales is really about helping other people get what they want. And if you help them, they will help you. It really is a back and forth give and take. It's not somebody winning at the expense of somebody else. It's helping somebody else get what they want or need, and then you get what you want. And that's really been yeah. the foundation of my sales philosophy. It's what I teach to people all over the world. I tell people that sales really is about helping people acquire the things they want and need for a better life. Yeah. And yeah. if you start from that mindset, then everything that you do in sales can and should be ethical. Yes. And that way you can feel good about what you are doing. Yeah. So many people have this negative idea of sales. That sales is somehow something that is, is evil or underhanded. And that comes from all these stereotypes that we see regularly portrayed in the media. And mm. the vast majority of salespeople are not that at all. We really no. want to help people. No. I want you to buy stuff that's going to do something yes. for you yes. and your business and your life and your family. That's my mm. goal when I'm selling. Yeah, because it really comes down to um, what we do for others, right? And not just just the fact that we we want to do and try to help someone. That's one thing. That's great. But it's the fact that you know it's, it's following the laws that govern us, right? One of those is the law of cause and effect. Like you want to do as much as possible as you can for others. And I find that sales is the, the best way because nothing starts without something being sold. So exactly impacting someone's life and majority of lives. Right. And then you get tenfold in return. You just concentrate on helping people. I love that about you, Don. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. So what, what uh, are you involved in any other business or is just strictly in sales? This has been my focus for the past 20 years or so. I've been uh, training sales teams, speaking at conferences and conventions, annual meetings, uh, doing workshops, coaching, consulting for a, a wide variety of businesses and, and professionals for about, about 20 years now. Wow. I love it. It's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. You have to love sales. Like you have to love certain people in this profession, right? I absolutely do. You've got to love it. And what I teach people is you've got to love your product. Yeah. You've got to love your company and you've got to love your customer. Uh You have to love all three of those things in order to really be effective in sales. Mm -hmm. And you, you mentioned mindset, right? Like for you, 
it sounds like you always had a mindset towards sales, but as you may agree that sales is the highest paid profession, but also it, it requires um, commitment to the next level. Right. Oh yeah. So yeah. What are your uh, views on mindset? And when it comes to sales, um, like how, how do you go about it when you work with someone, what do you do with them when it comes to mindset? Because doing the do is very important. Right. And that's the, that's the execution is everything, but unfortunately, you know, that's, that's the part that's lacking. Right. So how, how do you work with that? The execution part? That's a great question. And I can talk about mindset for hours because there's so little that we understand about how the brain works. I find Mm -hmm. psychology fascinating and I try to keep up on the latest in neuroscience research because our brains are so incredibly complex and so powerful and we understand so little about how they work. So mindset is absolutely critical, whether you're a salesperson, whether you're a CEO, whether you're an entrepreneur, whatever your position How you think and the stories you tell yourself are so critical for your performance. If you're giving yourself constant good feedback that I am good and I I excel at what I do and I'm a good person and this is going to work, then nothing can stop you because that mindset will keep propelling you forward against any obstacle. But if you've got this voice in the back of your head, as so many of us do, that say things like, you're not really that good at this. You know that, right? Or, God, my product is, is just, it's not very good. I wish I was selling a better product. Or if you're thinking to yourself, they're going to say no. They're going to hate this. They're going to hate me. And most of us have those voices in the back of our head. Our subconscious fears mm-hmm. are constantly talking at us. And if we allow those voices to keep talking, we're going to have a hard time succeeding no matter how good we are actually are, no matter how good our product is. Uh, I heard a great line a couple of years ago, uh, somebody who said about uh, imposter syndrome, which so many of us suffer from. She said, real imposters don't get imposter syndrome. They know they're faking yeah. and they're fine with it. Those of us who actually are good, we're the ones who can feel like we're imposters. The fact that you might feel that way means you're not. And really what I think that is, it's our humility trying to keep us in check. Because if you're going to be successful in sales, in business, you've got to have some degree of ego. You've got to really believe in yourself. You've got to believe in your company. You've got to believe in your product. You've got to believe in your team. So you've got to have some ego. Unchecked ego, though, can be dangerous. If you think you're the best ever and your product has no flaws and your company can't be touched, you're setting yourself up for failure. So you've got to have a little bit of humility in there. I like the fact that Jeff Bezos at Amazon is looking at ways Amazon can be beaten and looking for ways, you know, what are the chinks in his armor? You've always got to be looking at what's potentially wrong here. What are the weaknesses? Because you want to be able to... uh, to deal with those things before they become problems. So understand those voices in the back of your head, if they're telling something negative to you, they're coming from a place of fear as opposed to a place of confidence. So true. And then when you, when you work with, when you work with people, um, what would you say your percentages on mindset and skill set? Like, do you have a, a, a idea when you work with people? It, it really depends on the individual. 
mm-hmm. because the mindset is actually more important than the skill set. Because you can be skilled, but if your mindset's not there, your skills don't matter a whole lot. If you've got the right mindset, you can find the skills. You can develop the skills if you have the right mindset. And so that's what I work on first with so many people that I either coach or consult or training. That mindset is absolutely critical. What you believe impacts how you act, even in ways that we don't fully understand. Mm-hmm. So the mindset's got to be dealt with first. If oh, you don't yeah. have the mindset right, you can't teach skill. I learned this early on in training. You can't teach skills before you teach attitude and belief. Yeah. Because for us, like when we work with people, our entire focus is mindset. We, I agree. Mindset is everything. Without mindset, how is your body going to move, first of all, right? Yeah. And the other point about ego, um, you know, I agree because ego can be great and can can be the worst enemy. So I think that, you know, ego, ego, empathy balance is very important, right? Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah. And there's, you know, when it comes to, um, when it comes to individuals going out and, and trying to sell their product and service, right. Mm -hmm. Do you recommend any kind of, um, pre-work before going for presentations, any kind of work that they that you would recommend the audience or anybody trying to sell something or an idea to someone, you know, is there any kind of suggestion or recommendations you may have over the years that you accumulated that, you know what, follow these steps before going into me- meeting that you would be able to share with us today? <laughs> I start, it depends on exactly what the goal of of that person is. If they're going to a presentation, if they're putting one together, then I advocate a a five-step system for putting together a presentation. And that's basically the the who, why, where, when, et cetera. And it starts with who is your audience? Who are you presenting to? Are you presenting to your bosses with an idea you want them to adopt? Or are you selling to a prospect? Uh, why, why should they listen? Why should they care? What's in it for them? Why should they be interested in what you have to say? What is the actual message? And that should be as condensed as possible. It should be clear as possible. Mm-hmm. And then where should they go for the next step? And when should that next step be taken? That's a, a quick five-step process. Mm-hmm. Anytime you present something to anyone, who's the audience? Why should they care? What's the message? Where do they go next? When should they go there? That's amazing. Great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, to, to clarify also, if you want to add upon that, um, any pre-presentation uh, suggestion or recommendations, just to get the mindset right. You know, a lot of people go into, into sales presentations and they go in with their mind and a lot of things, right? And then they meet the prospect. They're also in a whole bunch of things going on in their mind. They both meet and then they, a lot of the time is spent on trying to figure things out. But do you have any kind of prep, pre-steps to take before going into a meeting, a presentation? What I work with with my clients is getting that mindset in the right place. And a lot of it is confidence, it's boosting okay. your confidence that when you walk in there, you know you've got a great product or service. You know you have a great team. You know you have a great offer. You know that what you're presenting is fantastic. And there's a number of ways to do that. And among the things that I will have my clients do, I'll have them sit down and make out a whole list of all their accomplishments, everything that they've achieved over time. Because that 
reinforces the idea that you have skills, that you are good. Because so often we doubt ourselves, what if I blow the presentation? Well, you're probably not going to, because look at all the presentations you've done over the years that you have nailed. Uh, what are all the qualities of this product or service that you're selling? What makes it so good? Refresh yourself. Why is it awesome? Go back and review some of the reviews that this product or service has received. So basically stoking your mind, feeding your mind the information that it needs and creating the feelings, because this is all about feeling, creating the feelings that amp up your confidence. So you walk into that meeting feeling great, feeling on top of the world, knowing you've got your stuff down cold. It's why whenever I walk out on stage, I am always confident, I'm always up, because I know what I'm gonna say, and I know that it's going to help the people who hear it, and that they're gonna enjoy hearing it. When I walk on stage, I have no stage fright, none. I know I'm gonna get it, and I do, because I psych myself up, I review my past presentations, so I know how good they have been in the past. I know this one's going to be great as well. Yeah. So important. Confidence, you know, <laughs> having that core confidence is a, a make it or break it kind of a scenario, especially. Absolutely. Yeah. Confidence is contagious. Mm-hmm. As is lack of confidence. So if you're talking with a prospect or an investor or your boss or whoever, and, and you're not confident that shows in your face, that shows in, in your body language, uh, it, it shows in, in your voice, it shows in, 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 in your, your word choice, and people can sense you're not confident. And if you're not confident in yourself, then they're not going to be confident in you. Yeah. On the other hand, if you walk in and you know you've got this nail, if your confidence is high, your gestures will show that, your face will show that, your voice will show that. All of that is contagious. And when you're confident, that makes others, your prospects, your investors, your bosses, it makes them confident as well. And Don, you know, I feel like basically more is said subconsciously with people than actually verbally, right? Like the words, like it's, it's actually the feeling that people get from each other speak louder. And what you're talking about, that that how they pick up on that confidence is that yes. subconscious, right? It's the intuitive feeling that human beings have with each other that they pick up on it. You don't have to say it. You can say a whole bunch of nice things, but if your subconscious is somewhere else, like they feel it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So you've yeah. got to be absolutely confident when you go in to do any kind of a presentation. So true. And, you know, over the years in your experience, right, Don, how do you, what is your biggest recommendation when it comes to objections because a lot of people have uh, uh, their stress about it right and you know objections is something that you should just embrace and you know you should connect with those objections in the beginning of your, of your pre- presentation so they're taken care of but biggest one you know I don't have the money right for example well how would how would you deal with that I teach a five-step process for overcoming objections and the problem that so many people run into with objections is they try to shortcut it. They try to get right to answering it. And that's the, the wrong thing. Because before you can do that, you have to go through and really understand the objection. Ask questions. Yeah. You've got to dig down and understand what the root of the objection is. Because often the objection isn't really what you hear. I talk mm-hmm. about something called the dandelion principle. If you go to dandelion in your yard and you grab the stem and yank the stem out, what happens? 
He's going right back. Yeah. You didn't get the root. The root is the real issue. And with an objection, the same is true. What you hear is not the real issue. When they say that's too expensive or we don't have the money for that, that's not the whole truth. You got to dig down and find out what's behind that objection. They've got money. Yeah. What is that money committed to? What are their priorities? It all depends on how good a job you do of figuring out what their needs are, what their priorities are, what their fears are. An objection is, is a result of fear, some kind of a fear. So that fear might be we don't want to overpay for something. Their fear might be, well, we've got money committed. We don't want to pull money from something else. There's all kinds of fears there. But if you can figure mm -hmm. out what those fears are, then and only then can you address them. I've had clients tell me we don't have the money for that. That's too expensive. And then they end up hiring me at my fee. Because we talk about all the things that are going on, and I help them Bring understand that this is an investment that's going to pay dividends, and they'll make more money. I literally had a prospect tell me that uh, they were interested in me, and they had moved their event, so they didn't have money for a speaker. Uh, and so I was like, well, okay, uh, can, can we talk more about this later on? And I had sent the... Uh, the sales VP, a copy of my program, The Myth of Price, that you see behind you. And I got a call from me a few days later, said, I watched your video, we need you. And booked me on the spot at my full fee. They went from having no money to my full fee overnight. So what I tell people is if people want you badly enough, if they want your product or service badly enough, they'll find the money. You simply have to make the connection between what it is they really want Mm -hmm. and what your product or service will provide them. People buy the latest iPhone, the latest Samsung phone, even when they're scrimping on other things. Because to them, the latest phone is critically important to them. And they will eat ramen noodles for a month in order to spend their money on a new phone. It comes down to priorities, values, what's most important. And that's what you as a salesperson have to figure out. If you're an entrepreneur talking to an investor, well, they've got all kinds of opportunities to invest their money. They can't invest in everything. You have to make the case that your company, your product, your service is a worthwhile investment for them. What is it in for me, right? Like, what do they get out of it? So, and, 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 you know, targeted questions and exclusive listening, like to actually Dig deep, like you said, it's so important because without fighting the root cause, I don't know if you heard, read that book, um, How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success. Have you read that book? Uh, um, it sounds familiar. Who's the author? Uh, it's Frank Richer. Okay. Frank uh, Betcher. I, haven't, I haven't, haven't read it. I'm familiar with it. I've heard of that. I haven't yeah, read it. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool book. Uh, check it out. And anybody in the audience as well, you should read it. Um, yeah. In there, he always says his number one thing throughout his history uh, in sales, the number one thing that would get him to, to a close or to the real reason is that he would just ask, um, is there, are you, oh, that's like if someone said that they just don't have the money, they would say, well, I'm sorry to hear that, but is there anything else? So he would just say, is there anything else? I'm not 100% I'm not sure of this phrase that he's using. It's in the book, but something in the terms of, is there something else? You know, is there something else? He would keep doing that. And then eventually he would come down to the real reason why they're not going ahead. And then he would find a solution and close it. So yeah. it was pretty cool.
It's about digging. It's about finding out what's yeah. really beneath the surface of that mm-hmm. objection. Because what you hear is not the real issue. The real issue is down here. And you may have to dig down several layers to find what that real issue is. And only then can you actually deal with it. So uh, would you agree that mm, connecting with your prospect, like having a connection is important? And if so, any recommendations on how they can connect better with people when they're presenting to them? There, there are a lot of ways. One of the most important that I teach is asking good questions. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of a cliche that you should ask good questions in sales. Mm-hmm. And yet <laughs> most people don't do it. Mm-hmm. I do mystery yep. shopping all the time for clients. And so I'll go in and I'll pose as a prospect and tell people will ask maybe one or two questions, go right into a pitch. And that's the wrong approach because you don't know what I want, what I need, what are my priorities and values. So when I do sales training for companies, I will give them anywhere from 20 to 50 questions to ask their prospects that are very specific. Because the problem is, well, people will say, ask good questions. People never tell us what those questions are. So that's what I like to do for my clients is provide them the actual questions. So ask these questions in this order and you'll get the information you need to be able to make an effective presentation because Mm -hmm. that presentation has to connect with that buyer emotionally. Mm -hmm. The facts are nice, facts are important, but emotion is what triggers all action. Every single purchase is an emotional decision. Yeah. You can show me an engineer choosing a washer. It's emotional. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the product service is. It's always an emotional decision. You show me a buying decision. I will show you the emotion behind it. hundred percent. I agree. And you know, Emotional side of a person is part of the doing part of you, right? It's the actual action taking, you know, when you get that in desire planted, that's when you can start, you know, getting towards to towards the action component of that presentation. So yeah, that's great information that you're sharing. And, you know, for, for having that list of questions as a client specifically designed for them, for example, it's so valuable. Like it's so incredibly valuable that you do that for them because you, you just simplify their life so they can concentrate more on connecting with the person, right? They don't have to think about that's excellent. Excellent. Absolutely. That's one of the things that differentiates me as a speaker and trainer. And it's one of the reasons why I charge what I do, because it takes a lot of time to put those custom questions together Yeah. because the questions that somebody who is selling investment plans, to public sector employees is, and somebody who is selling automobiles is very, very, very different. So if you're selling B2B, B2C, B2G, your situation and what you sell will radically impact what kinds of questions you need to ask. And so I dig deep in there and find out what the information they need, what questions will create, will get us that information. And, you know, I have a I have a private group, right? Facebook group. Uh, I don't know if you're ever interested, but I'd love to have you there. We'll do like a live uh, me and you talk about this whole connection part of things. Right. And they'll get to meet you. Right. Yeah. Like I love I love um, 
bringing awareness to 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 good people people that are providing results for people i want to bring that more and more that's the whole purpose of this show as as well right so people definitely- think that sales is all about the product it's all about the features and benefits and, and it's not connection is a huge part of it i talked with a salesperson one time who sold boats and he had been talking to a prospect and they were talking about their dogs and they talked about their dogs for half an hour. And when they were done talking about their dogs, the guy bought the boat. They never talked about the boat. Yeah. Features and benefits never was part of the conversation. It was connection. They liked Mm -hmm. each other. They had things in common. They felt good about each other. The the prospect trusted the salesperson because they were both dog people and they talked about the dog on the boat. Mm-hmm. It's the connection. It's the emotion that sells. It's so benefits true. are okay. Facts are nice. But what really makes the difference is that emotion. And to yes. create that emotion, you need understanding and connection. So true. And I'm so glad to hear that from you, especially from your experience, because that's exactly what I, I preach. You know, so it's it's all the, the subconscious part of a human being that does things you know so that when you say that to me and coming from your experience it means so much because i think that's when the transactions happen that's when the wallets come out that's when the handshakes the high fives you know it's when you connect if you don't connect it's it's just verbiage like you're you're just speaking right like you're just giving people words and that's absolutely true and And we always go ahead that's why i say the sale doesn't usually come down to the best product. The sale doesn't usually come down to the best price. The sale usually comes down to the best salesperson. Mm -hmm. Whoever is the best at connecting a particular prospect's wants and needs with the product. And a lot of those wants and needs are psychological, emotional. Mm -hmm. Deal with those things and you're much more likely to make the sale. That's why the worst product in any category ever gets sold. If it was all about the product, then whatever the last place product in the category is would never sell, but it still does. That's a good point. It's a really good point. Yeah. And, and Don, we always like to ask our guests what your inner superpower is that got you to this point in your journey. I would say that there, there's two. One is I'm an idea guy. I constantly have ideas coming in all the time. I work with a client. I'm really good at generating ideas for, for that client. Um, the other one I would say is that I tend to be a contrarian. I, I'm sorry? I'm a, I'm a contrarian. I'm a skeptic. I don't take okay. things at face value. I have always been the person to ask why. When I was a little kid, I was always asking why because I was trying to make sense of the world. And I would ask why and people sometimes couldn't answer the question. So I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be on this lookout for, for reasons. And I've always, I've always, I'm a big believer in truth and honesty. Yes. So I have never liked things that preyed on people's uh, willingness to believe. I learned about psychics when I was a kid. I write about Harry Houdini and I loved him. <laughs> I loved the fact that he would debunk psychics back in you know, the early, the late, late uh, 19th, early 20th centuries. And to me, truth is so critically important because I was lied to a lot as a kid by people in a wide variety of of circumstances. 
And I hate that. And that's why I'm so firmly committed to the idea that sales must be ethical, that you must always be working with your prospect's best interest at heart. And you should always tell the truth. Mm. So I have always been the person to question things. And so I came up with my, my title of my company in the sales heretic, because it occurred to me one day that so much of what I teach flies in the face of conventional sales wisdom. I'm the guy that will take these sales cliches and burn them to the ground. They're excellent superpowers. Thank you. And did you, as a kid, when you got gifts, did you op- break them apart? Like, did you like, because of that nature that you had, right? The why? Because I, I find that similar to me. So I'm just curious. Did, when you got toys, after you played a little bit, was always on your mind that what I could find out inside of these toys and try to open them and take them apart? Did you do that kind of stuff? I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was ferociously curious about how things work. And that's part of why I love psychology so much. Because, yeah. you know, I, I, I had a, a very difficult childhood, as a lot of people do. And so a lot of my adult years were spent analyzing that and trying to figure out what happened and why it happened and how that impacted me. Because if I can't learn that stuff, then my growth is stunted. If I don't understand where my mindset came from, if I don't understand the negative factors that influenced me growing up, I can't get to where I need to be. And um, because, yeah, like for me, like my, I would I actually did it to myself for me, like my brother, older brother, um, he would always get the brand new toys and, he, and I would always get the, the, his hand-me-downs because he would just play with them. Right. You get bored and that's it for sure. me. When they got me new to, I would, the, the first thing I'll be thinking in my mind, imagining what's inside, I would be using knives and, you know, I cut myself once. Like I was always in there breaking apart. So they stopped buying me new stuff. They would only give me hand-me-down. So I had all the <laughs> brother stuff. <laughs> so I'm curious when you said why, like you asked those kind of thing, curious, you know, about that, about toys, because that's how you can, I think, connect children when they're very curious and they're, they're asking too many questions like why, and they're going to things. They just have that extra, extra curiosity about everything. And I find them to become uh, uh, excellent entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Because they're looking for answers to problems. And they're looking to solutions for things that others haven't come up with yet. And mm-hmm. that's a level of creativity that goes even beyond what I'm capable of. And so I hold entrepreneurs in, in huge appreciation and, and, and envy because I, I wish I could create the kinds of ideas that, that they create. And there's some, some of that in all of us. We always look at others who have a particular gift and we think, oh, I wish I had that gift. And we tend to underappreciate mm-hmm. our own gifts. And that's one thing that I tell clients is you need to appreciate what you do. If I'm speaking for an organization of professionals, like personal trainers or professional organizers, I tell them, you've got a gift because what you can do, I can't. No matter how much I study, no matter how much you pay me, I can't do what you do. Mm-hmm. What I can do is help you sell it better. I can help you make more money from it. And that's my role in the business ecosystem. So my position Love is it. someone who helps facilitate sales and who helps 
clients charge more and discount less. That's two big problems mm-hmm. most companies have is undercharging and over discounting. Well, I know that's a problem I can solve. That's excellent, Don. Thank you so much for taking the time. You know, I know you're busy and your schedule and you came out to add this value to people's lives. And I'm hoping that in the audience, anybody, you know, listening when it goes live, when we actually publish it, that it provides some kind of value to them that helps them do their job better. And, you know, and in the audience, you can see Don, like he's a genuine person. If you guys are looking for help or anything, get in touch with them is, is in the show notes. You'll see at the bottom, all his information will be there. Um, you know, get in touch with them, like see where they can help because if without investing and improving ourselves it's very difficult. And, you know, a lot of people learn it the wrong way because their ego gets in the way and our mind is just, it became egotistical, right? Like we, we always need to be like, I got, I got it. I got it. And I was like the same way. And I'm, I'm 49. And now I realize how important it is to invest with other people, grab their hands, say, help me and take me where I need to go. So, and that's what he's trying here to do with people and companies. So hopefully, you know, Don, I would love for you to keep in touch with me. Absolutely. Um, I'm in Toronto, Canada. Like if anything you need from me in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I really, really appreciate you coming on the show. And what you do is really, really important because that's where everything begins. Sales. It's, it's my pleasure. And, and you're absolutely right. Everything starts with sales. It doesn't matter how good the product or service is. One of the biggest myths out there is, build a better mousetrap and the world will beat a path to your door. And that's not true. If you sell your mousetrap, people will beat a path. If you don't sell it, people won't know about it and it won't matter. The best mousetrap in the world means nothing if somebody's not actively selling it. Mm -hmm. Excellent, my friend Don. Again, thank you so much and uh, wish you a blessed rest of the week and all the success in, in all that you do. 